0: I'm pulling away driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so today is another in my two color philosophy series. Um, I've done all five of the allied color combinations uh, white, blue, blue, black, 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 red, red, green, and green, white. Uh, so that means I'm moving on to the enemy combination. So I'm going to start with white, black. Okay, so um, the enemy color works a little bit different than the allied color, but we'll get there. Okay, first up, let me. Uh, once again run over the the basics of the two colors Um, white seeks um, peace through structure what that means is white just white believes that we have all the resources we need for everyone to be to be happy to have their their needs met and the key to doing that is for us all to work together and make make decisions that prioritize the group as a whole because if we make individual decisions or selfish decisions um Some will suffer while others thrive. But if we all work together, we can make it so everybody is happy. Black is about power through opportunity. Black believes that it's each person's responsibility to look out for themselves. And so your individual goal is to do as much as you can to gain power for yourself. And black believes the way you do that is through opportunity. What that means is that... There's a lot of ways that people self-censor themselves. Black is like, you just have to be willing to do what it takes to get what you want. That the key to getting what you want is just the the willingness, the ruthlessness, you know, the the ability to to take opportunities when they come up. Um and so uh that is black. Okay, so what happens when white and black get together? Now these guys are enemies, right? They uh the the conflict of so with enemies, I'm going to start with their conflict and then I'll do their ally because their their core identity is based on their conflict. With allies, they're reversed. Um, okay, so what is the core conflict of white versus black? Well, white is about the good of the group and black is about the good of the individual. White says that I should, you know, white's ideal is that I make every decision I can such that I'm making sure I help the group even if I make decisions that might be personally bad for me. Black, it's the flip side, Black says you should make every every decision that is the best decision for yourself, that each person should look at for themselves, that the role of an individual is to make sure that their needs are met first. Now, be aware, um, it is not that white is anti-individual. Uh, if white has opportunities to make a decision and the path to make is equal for the group, white makes make a decision that helps the individual. Black, likewise, if blacks make a decision that's good for the individual in both cases. Black might make a decision that's good for the group. Um, It is not that white or black, it's not that white can't ever care about the individual or black can't ever care about the group. It's a matter of priority. White believes you're supposed to prioritize the group and make decisions that maximize the goodness of the group, how well the group is doing. Black is trying to make sure that you make decisions based on how good individually. Um, And really, it just comes down to from a philosophical standpoint, white is like, we are best if we work together, and black is like, we are best if everybody has an advocate, and that advocate is you, because you're the person that knows what you're thinking and knows how you're feeling and has your perspective. Like, there's Black's whole point is, there's nobody better to look out for you than you. Um, and if white and black look at each other... Um, White looks at the system of black and says, oh, there's inequality. Some people are thriving while others are suffering. In my way, no one suffers. And black looks at white and says, okay, maybe you took away suffering, but you took away accomplishment. No one's accomplishing anything. You know, if everybody's trying to do something for the group, but there's no individual acclaim, there's no individual... Like, where people have needs, you know. Oh, the other big difference between white and black is... um, White believes in a sense of morality, um, so white is big on structure, right? So white, one of the white, one of the ways white ensures that people do the right thing. Um, white believes that people left to their own devices will make decisions that are either emotional, red, or selfish, black. It's two enemies, um, and so white says, "I need to help people because people, their base intentions will lead them astray." They'll follow their emotions or they'll follow their selfish impulses and it won't help the group. So I'm going to create, I'm going to use structure to create systems to help reinforce that. I will create the law and the law will help reinforce against emotional decisions. It's like maybe you want to hit somebody, but if you get arrested for hitting them, maybe you shouldn't hit them. And then white makes religion or morality to help uh, against the selfishness. The whole idea of morality is a sense of that there's a greater good that you need to appeal to, you know, and that white peddles this idea. I mean, white is very big on morality and the idea of the reason I'm supposed to be good, the reason I'm supposed to help the group is it's the right thing to do. Now, on the flip side of that is black, who is amoral. Black believes morality is a creation of white, meaning it's not a thing that exists. Black is very much on, look— If people inherently are selfish, let's acknowledge they're inherently selfish. Let's not try to bake some system that fights against, you know, basic human behavior. You know, and Black is like, look, people are inherently selfish. Why? Because they have their perspective. They see the world through their eyes. You know, if you want everybody to have an advocate, why not have themselves be the advocate? Why not the person that understands you best be the person that advocates for you? And Black is just saying, look, I, I... I want to make sure that everybody has somebody who is thinking about them. Because, as far as black is concerned, in a white world, um, there are people that would be so selfless. You know, if you're constantly just helping the group, there are people who would suffer because they're not helping themselves. They're only helping the group. And so each one of them looks at the other and feels like the system is unjust. Now, there are some other... um, elements that show opposites. Like, for example, white is about morality, where black is about amorality. The funny thing is, white likes to portray black as being not amoral, but immoral. But we'll get to that in a second. Black isn't technically immoral. Black is amoral. Black doesn't believe in morality. Um, Also, the idea of sort of light and dark. Um, White very much... White's a little sun in its symbol. Um, And white very much is about the idea of... um, White doesn't like having secrets. White, white believes that secrets cause problems, you know what I'm saying? And so white is very much about having things open and, and aware. Um, black is is very much about... Um, black does thrive on night in the sense that um, black looks to find things that others have shun because for whatever reason they're afraid of it or they're concerned by it. For example, one of black's biggest tools is death and black is like death is a very powerful tool there's all these people that have taboos about it but that's just people not you know I'm willing to step up and I will use the, the, the tools available to me and I'm not I'm not afraid of them so um you know I will use what I have available to me and if if death is a powerful tool I'll use death I'm not afraid of death I'm not afraid of anything um okay so uh um, <coughs> one second <clears throat> okay. Um, And white and black in general, when you look at the, the, the conflict between white and black, it very much is just about what you care about and where you put your focus. Um, I know there's people that like to sort of white is good and black is bad, so let me, let me address that for a second. Uh, I think if you're trying to live in a moral-framed universe, which... Um, is a white... A white... Like, we as society are much more white-inclined than we are black-inclined. So, um... I think it's very easy to see a a good-bad paradigm. But that is white's perspective. White's perspective is there's inherent good and inherent evil. And white sees itself as inherent good. And therefore, since black opposes what it stands for, it represents it as evil. Um... I think black is like, look, I'm trying to do the best I can in the world that exists. I'm trying to be realistic and practical. You know, black believes, I mean, black's the color of realism and pragmatism. It's like, it is nice that, I mean, for example, black looks at white and says, look, I, I get what white wants and... You know, if you stand back and it's a fairy tale, that's a nice idea. Wouldn't it be nice if there was no... If people didn't have self-interest and just everybody worked for the greater good? Um, like, that's not how people function. Like, trying to create a world based on a premise that is not true, that doesn't follow the the, the basics of human nature, that's just a recipe for, for failure. Um, and so... So anyway, the the... I do think from sort of our modern sort of humanistic framing, um, a lot of the things that we consider are good lean toward white, meaning white is more likely to have a stereotypical, um, goody two-shoes kind of, you know, like a, a a chivalrous knight that fights for, you know, for honor. Um, but white, you know, white can also lead you to other things. You, You can't have evil in white and you can't have goodness in black. Um, you know, that, like I said, we've done protagonists in all the different colors, so it, it's not be careful of that one, you know what I'm saying like, I, I think it's fine to talk about a morality versus amorality, uh, but good versus evil is, is, a, is, a, is a little bit off in the sense that all the colors can be good or all the colors can be evil I do agree white is more likely than most colors to lean into good and black is more likely than most colors to lean into to evil, but then I don't think it inherently makes them uh, good or evil okay, next up, so let's talk about what they have in common Okay, so the first thing to do with an allied color, I'm sorry, with an enemy color, is look at their shared al- ally, because they have a shared ally. In um, this case, is blue. White is allied to blue, and black is allied to blue. So what is blue about? So blue is about the idea of perfection through knowledge. Uh, blue believes you're born a tabula rasa, that you are born on blank slate, and that you could become anything. Um, and not just you could become anything, but the world you live in could be anything that Blue really has this idea that the goal of life is to um, be the best that you can be and help make your world the best that it can be. And you do that through through knowledge, through education, through experience, through the crafting of tools. You know, that part of becoming the best you is learning about what the opportunities are. Okay, so let's look at white and black and say... Where is that overlap there? Well, one of the things that white and black have in common is this shared element of blue, this idea that you can make things be what you want them to be. Blue is very much about the idea of you have the power to make things be. Um, And I think that white embraces that societally and black embraces it individually. That white and black both believe that you have the ability to shape things. White is all about society like white accepts the idea that societies are far from perfect and says to the to every person it is your job to try to perfect society it is your job to try to be the best that you can be on a societal level that part of making a great society is doing things and making things and that is why white is all about structure white understands white gets that people will go astray but through through systems of structure, you can educate people and you can motivate people to do the right thing. Black looks at the idea of the individual that black wants to be the best that it can be so that it has the power that it is looking for. The difference between blue and black, and some level different between blue and white, is blue is trying to find the is trying to find protection in the ideal. I wanted to be the best that I can be, be, not because of personal gain like black um, or not because um, I'm helping people like white it's just sort of what is the like like blue is kind of obsessed on what the perfection can be how can I be the best that I can be black warps it toward the idea that I want to be the best that I can be so I can gain the most power I want to be the best that I you know I I have a selfish motivation for wanting to be the best that I can be you know And, and that is um that is the big difference between sort of blue and black. As far as perfection is, black has a goal for its perfection. Where blue, on some level, doesn't have a goal. The perfection is the goal. Where black wants power, and the idea of perfection is well, I wanted, I wanted, I want to improve myself so that I can gain more power. Likewise, white is all about sort of achieving some sort of sense of peace, right? And so it wants to change society, not to make society the best that it can be in, in sort of a absolute sense, which is what Blue wants, but because it wants its goal. So both black and white use perfection, but as a means to get to its ultimate goal, not as their end goal. So they do share that desire to improve things, but they want to improve things because they want to meet what internally is their own goal, peace or power, uh, respectively. Okay, so now... Let's talk a little bit about how white and black cooperate. So before we do that, let me talk a little bit about how enemy colors cooperate. Um, Usually, when enemies colors get together, the most common way is you will have one color be the the ends and one color be the means. And what I mean by that is... um, When you look at enemy, there's two different ways you can look at them, which is how do you combine what they do in a way that meets what the two colors are. Uh, And one of the simplest ways to do that is I embrace the goals of one of the colors, but the means of another color. So let's look at both of those. Okay. So white means black ends. Black ends, white means... Okay, so white means black ends. I want peace, um, but I'm willing to do what I want. I, 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 I'm I, willing to do whatever it takes. So in that version, the idea there is that I believe in a sense of morality. I believe in a sense of right and wrong, but I believe that it's okay. So uh, one of the big things about black and white is uh, there's a guy named Prince Machiavelli who was an Italian prince, I think, and he wrote a book. And in it, uh, his the famous phrase in the book is "the ends justify the means." And what Machiavellian was saying, and there's a phrase Machiavellian, means that um, if what you're doing, if the end result is important enough, whatever you need to do to meet those, even if the ways you do it themselves are not good, is justifiable from a moral sense. Um, and so when you get white and black together with white, with white a white goal and black means, that's where you start getting to immorality. Um, and the idea is black saying, hey, I have a moral justification that if I need to do immoral things as a means to reach a moral end state, that is acceptable. And so the idea there is that white has chosen something that it values, that it thinks is important, and then it's going to do whatever it needs to do to get there. And that whatever whatever it needs to do can be out of Black's playbook. Do I have to kill things? Do I have to blackmail? Like, what What do I got to do? What do I got to do to get the good result that I want to So that kind of white-black very much is about, I have a, a righteous cause, but man, I'm willing to do anything to get there. Um... <coughs> Um, the other thing that, uh, you can see with white with the black ends is, um, sometimes, uh, well, I'll I'll get there in a second. So, uh, a black means with a white end is I want to get power and I'm going to use the tools of white to get my power. I'm going to use structure, you know, I'm going to make... I'm going to use law and religion, and I'm going to use whatever tool I have necessary, meaning I will train other people that they need to be selfless such that I can take advantage of that for more power for me. I can turn their selflessness as a tool for me for power. Um, And in this one, you start to see a corruption of a lot of white sources. Corruption of religion, corruption of law—you know, people who are, um, you know, in storytelling, like the idea of the corrupt cop is, is a is a is a, a common trope that you might see, where the idea is, I'm, I represent sort of the a thing of good, but I'm doing evil with it. Okay, so, so you can see that the, the enemies can go either directions. Now. Um, There also is a third one, which is more the compromise between the two. Um, And in white-black, that compromise seems to be that um, I am giving preference to a group, a subset. So the idea is that subset is not all of humanity, but the subset is larger than me, the individual. So to me, a classic example of a white-black character... Um, that, that represents this idea is a character named Magneto. So for those that don't know, Magneto is from the comic books, from Marvel Comics. Um, so there are characters named the X-Men. So the X-Men are mutants. So in the Marvel Universe, mutants are people that are just born with superpowers. Um, normally they don't start showing up till they hit adolescence. But the idea is, um, I'm born, I'm different. I have some sort of power to me. Uh, it is not something I... It wasn't, like, the cause of an accident or something. I wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider. I was just born with powers. Just the powers that I was born with. Um, and mutants are... Uh, many people in the Marvel Universe, the, the general humanity, is afraid of mutants. And there's a lot of discrimination against mutants. Um, so, in, in the Marvel Universe, there are two major figures that are sort of the leaders of The mutants. One is Professor X, um, and Professor X is like, mutants and humans need to get along. We need to show humans they need not be afraid of us, and we need to, we need to live in peace with the humans, a very white sort of strategy. Um, Magneto is like, I need to prioritize the needs of the mutants, and whatever I need to do to make sure that mutants are well kept, I will do. If that means harm to the humans, and some of the times uh, Magneto's plans have been to kill the humans, because if the humans are a problem for the mutants, well, maybe the solution there is to kill the humans, Um, so be it. So the idea, which is interesting, it's very white-black, is this idea that Magneto is not selfish in the sense that he's not looking out for himself. He is looking out for his group. He very much cares about his group. But, but he will do what it takes to protect his group. So the idea is it has the group-carrying element of white, but the selfish quality of black. And the way it sort of carves that out is by having a subset. So I think about the group and that I'm more than myself, but I'm selfish in that I'm not thinking about all, everybody. I'm thinking about a subset of that. Uh, and that's a very common way that you can see white-black, where Uh, The faction is like... We prioritize ourselves, but it's all of us. It's not one single thing. Like, a mono-black is a lot more... Each individual in a mono-black faction would be out for their own gain. Where in a white-black faction, they at least work together because they have the shared goal of being for this group. Okay, what next? Let's see. Um, Okay, so... What does white-black care about? Uh, and... Um... So, like I said... White-black... Th- whenever you do any color... The, the, the three options available to you are... The means of one color... or The ends of one color... The means of the other color... So one color is gold... And the other color is tools... Or... There's a combination where they sort of come together... Where it's kind of... Half of one and half of the other... Um... All of those are valid. Like, one of the things that's very interesting to me is um, that there's a lot of richness in um, enemy colors coming together because they inherently, they have a conflict built into them. Um, There's an element, like, one of the things about um, the the ally colors from a philosophical standpoint is that they represent um, the overlap of two colors to a certain extent. They, they represent the, um, what they have in common. Um, I think when you get enemies together, um, it's a little bit different um, in that understanding their conflict, like one of the things that, that, okay, one of the things that is very interesting is the idea that there are similarities in the polar opposites that, um, you know, opposites attract sort of thing, um, that, that, that white and black, that if you dig down deep, you find some similarities between them. So, for example, um, white and black have an absolutism to them. Um, that, you know, white truly believes in its sense of morality and that it will go to the ends of the earth to do what it it believes to be moral. Um, black, likewise, really is, um, you know, black's whole philosophy is I need to do what I gotta do. That whatever it takes, I will do that. And that white and black share this absolutism that is not seen um, nearly as much by the other colors. Um, And at some level, there's something that drives white and black that says, like, white believes because it is fighting for the greater good, that, you know, because white believes in morality, because white believes, you know, the, the, the absolutism of morality makes white feel like it has to sort of push back moral boundaries. And black sort of ruthlessness likewise does the same where it really pushes beyond boundaries because it feels a need to do that. Um, and so white and black definitely have um, an absolutism that you do- don't see in the other colors. Um, the other thing that pops up is that um, white and black both see the value of bringing groups together. The funny thing is white brings groups together because it sees the strength of the group as a means to empower the group. Where black brings groups together because it sees the power of the group to to strengthen the individual. Like it's interesting that white and black both use religion. They're the two colors that, I mean, green uses spirituality. But uh, white and black are the two colors that most uses religion. The reason white uses religion is because of the sense of absolutism, because of the sense of morality, of, you know, I believe so firmly in the things I believe, I want to preach these, and I want other people to believe in them so that people act correctly. You know, that white uses religion as a teaching tool and as a means by which to control the base instincts of people. You know, the the reason white has religion is, I need people to do the right thing, and they might not do it on their own, so I'll create a tool to help them do the right thing. Black-white means while i use religion as a means to understand that people have this inherent need, that you can tap into that inherent need as a means for power. And so, white and black's view of religion is very different. You know, white respects the, the sanctity of it. Black uh, appreciates the power of it. Um, so, you know, each color uses the tools, but uses them very differently. Um, like, for example, clerics in, in magic are uh, a creature type that appears only in black, or mostly appears in black and white. Because those are the religion-based colors. <clears throat> a color, I need another. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the strengths and weaknesses of white-black. Okay, so, one of the strengths, uh, probably the biggest strength, is you're getting two colors of absolutism together. Um, Like, of any two-color combination, the color that believes it is justified in what it does, the color that are like, will stop at no end to get what it needs, is white-black. You know what I'm saying? It It has the fanaticism of white and it has the ruthlessness of black. You know, if you, like, for example, if you're going to get an enemy, you do not white black as an enemy. White black will not give up. White black is stubborn. White black will hang in there. Because white black believes what it believes with, you know, with, uh, like, I think white black's strength is that it has focus. It has drive. You know, it is about the thing that it's about. And, and the interesting thing is even when you look at like uh, white and black means, white is like, I'm doing a just thing. I must do what it, 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 it takes. I will be absolute. Or black means with the white means is I need to get what I'm going to get. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, abuse the system however I need to abuse the system.
1: Or even in the, sort of the
0: shared white-black we're talking about the, the good of the, the good of the subgroup. Um, I'm going to care about that subgroup and I'm going to fight to the end of my breath. Um... That white black strength really comes from the idea that because I believe and I believe so fervently and I believe so I, so much, and my philosophy is one of I'm going to do what it takes. Um, white black has a drive like no other color. You know, white black really believes, like not it's not just a drive, but it is a it is a a call to action that that is just so firm and is so so driven. Okay. Now, for those that follow me all the time, I always say that your greatest weakness is your greatest strength pushed too far. So white has a belief and a drive and is willing to do what it takes to get the job done. Okay, well, let's push that to the extreme. Well, the problem is white-black lacks empathy. That white-black is so sure of its own way, is so sure of what it wants that it can't see other people's perspectives that one of the things the, 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 the downside of having this drive this focus this, this absolutism is you are just not focused on anything but what you're focused on it has a very important lack of focus um, and by lack of a focus meaning it doesn't have the ability to understand the needs of others and that is a big big weakness um, that means you are so caught up in what you are doing, you are so caught up in what you need and what is important for you that you. And what that means is that black white is not super flexible. That black white is not. Um, so, once again, one of the ways that's interesting is um, one of the ways to look at the strengths and weaknesses. Is look at the strengths of the colors, and combine them. Look at the weaknesses of the colors, and combine them. Okay, so white white strength. Um, is the power of of the group and and you know white's strength is it's sort of uh, it's faith it's absolutism it, it's it's ability to know it's doing what's right and black's power is its ruthlessness so get those together absolutism ruthlessness is, is a fanaticism right okay so let's look at the weakness white is inflexible and black is uncaring right White's problem is it is so structured in the way that it's structured that it's not adaptable at all. It it, it doesn't have the ability. It's non-flexible. Black's problem is it so cares about itself. It's so um, focused on its needs that it just doesn't care about anybody else. You know, it is heartless. Okay, well, when you take inflexibility and heartlessness get uh, um, that that when white black gets together it it has no empathy it lacks empathy Um, and so the biggest problem with white black is it is the most uncaring well sorry it is the most caring of the thing it cares about and the most uncaring of everything else so if you're within the group that white black cares about oh man you are taken care of you are prioritized You are one. You matter. But if you are outside of that group, you are fodder. Black-white does not care. You are not worthy of importance. And, um, you are dispendable for the needs of the group. Uh, And so that is the biggest weakness I think of white-black is this complete lack of empathy. This complete lack of caring for others. Um, So what else can I say um so what does the color combination like and dislike? Um I will say that white black um is very it's funny. Um on some level uh one of the things we talk about enemy colors, it's very interesting looking at the um shared ally. That you, you see a lot of the, the, the elements there that one of the things that black-white very much does um, is it definitely um, it value. it sort of between them definitely has a value share that cares about some of the stuff that blue values for a different reason the blue values them but like black-white sees knowledge as a means to get what it wants and it sees tools as it means to get what it wants, you know. Like, like black white is very driven in what it wants, but it the one thing about black white because it has shared blue is that it doesn't feel bounded by what it what is. It very much feels the ability that it can adapt and change. Um, and so, one of the the good or bad things, I guess, about white black is that it is constantly on the lookout to find better things to improve. It achieving what it wants if it finds new tools it'll exploit them if it finds people it'll exploit them if it finds new techniques it'll exploit them Um, white and black very much is about exploitation of whatever resources you have to get the thing that it wants Um, and the interesting thing is that white appreciates systems and black appreciates ruthlessness And so the ruthlessness of the systems is very interesting. Um, You see some of this in Mono Black. Mono Black definitely has a little bit of of using organizations for its own means. Um, But it doesn't have white. um, White has an aptitude for groups that black does not have because black is so focused on the individual that black doesn't understand the nature of groups, or white does. And so, when you take white's expertise of groups with black's willingness to push things and black's sort of amorality, um, white-black is definitely the color combination that exploits groups the most. I, I will say, in general, black-white has a lot of exploitation to it. Um, now, on the plus side, on the positive side, um, I think white-black also is the color that um, goes to the mat. For it's people that there's no color combination that like if you want to be in a group and you want your group to look out for you you want your group to care about you um, white black is the group that says I'm going to the mat for the group I care about the group Um, and there is a sense of belonging like one of the reasons that people might go to white black is um, if you are within the group there is a huge sense of belonging There's a very much, you are part of us. And in us versus them, there's a lot of, you know, us always comes against them. Now, the funny thing is internal and within the structure of white-black, there's hierarchy and stuff there. And it's quite possible, you know, that that white-black very much uses the structure that white brings to the table. But it the self-injustice black creates the hierarchy. So within a white-black structure, everybody's not equal within a white-black structure. There's hierarchy within a white-black structure. Um, and those higher in the structure take advantage of those lower in the structure. But um, they will prioritize the needs of the group above those outside the group. So, for example, if you belong in the group, the group will... T- well, well, you are above everything outside the group. Maybe within the group there's a the hierarchy, but outside the group you're more valuable than that. And so there definitely is... Um, White-black has this feeling of um, when you belong to the group, you, ve- you, feel, you feel welcomed, you feel connected, and um, white-black brings with it a sense of belonging. That, that's another big thing, I think, for white-black. Um, it's funny. White-green also has a sense of belonging in the sense that you're part of a bigger picture. So, like, white-green's sense of belonging is, a, is um, the sense of community. You belong to something. Um, where white-black sense of community is a sense of prioritization. My group prioritizes me and will act as such. Like, one of the things is white-green, for example, that's very much about the group, will act in the interest of the group, but not in in, in the interest of the individual. Well, black-white very much is the idea of we will protect all our individuals at the cost of anybody outside of our group. Um, So one of the reasons you might be in a white-black group is You've, there's a sense of belonging that happens that, that, that a lot of people would connect to. Um, and like I said, I the, um, I think for a lot of people, the idea of belonging to something and that something has meaning and purpose and there's others that you share that meaning and purpose with, it's quite powerful. Um, like my idea of all of these when I talk about the philosophy is not to sort of say that there's there's a right and wrong. I, I think every group has its own means and the only things it cares about and... Um, hey, there, there's something about white black that, for certain people, might be great and really, you know, really gives you a sense of I want to have purpose in my life. And white black gives purpose. White black, it believes in the things it believes in, and it, it has passion for those things. And it has, you know, it, it is, um, you know, it is fanaticism and ruthless ruthlessness for for the cause. Um, and I, I think that is kind of cool. So anyway. I am almost to work. I'm driving. I'm on the street of work. Um, So, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, Like I said, the the enemy color ones are a little bit different than the ally color. Um, They all have philosophy to them, but um, the nature of being inherently allies or the nature of being inherently enemies is a little bit different. So, I'm I'm intrigued by that. So... um, as as the number one fan of the color pie. Um, Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying today's podcast. Um, So there will be, obviously, four more coming. um, As those have been listening know, they're not consecutive, but uh, I do them... I'm trying to do them maybe about once or twice a month so that, you know, we'll get through them in not too long. Um, So next up will be uh, blue-red, and then we'll be um, black-green, and then we'll be red-white, and then we'll be green-blue. So I'm going in Uber order with the, the first color, for those that... Didn't pick up on that. Anyway, um, if somehow this is your first podcast uh, or first color podcast. I've done a lot of these. So if you enjoy this, you can go back and listen to them. Uh, this is my sixth of the Color Pie, the Two-Color Pie Philosophy series. Go back and listen to those if you haven't. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I, as always, love talking Color Pie, so it's fun for me. But I am now at work. So we all know what that means. It means at the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to remake a deck. I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.